Episode of the Bitch Mob Podcast. We are back, and the full squad is here today. The big four is in the building. I'm your host, your moderator, your uncle, your cousin, however you see me. Antonio, still not worried. I got here with me today. Greg, hot takes, sends me. We know he works for the Nets, the Mets, and the Giants media. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You're gonna have to start. You're gonna have to stop this intro with the working for the Nets, man. You gotta have people thinking that I'm, I'm, I'm all pro Mets and Nets and Giants. I mean, yeah, like they're my team. I, I can be critical. I can be critical Aren't of every single person I root for. I can be critical of every. T- I was just critical of the Nets. That's not gonna go. Don't, don't Herbie be critical of the Nets a moment ago. I said they have the worst defense I ever seen. So that's being critical. Everybody saying awesome. that. It's not a critique. <laughs> uh, it's a fact. Also join by Miles, left-handed, smooth operator. I do it for the ladies. How you feeling, Miles? I'm feeling good, I'm feeling great. I'm gonna leave it at that. Let's get it. Hey, just to let y'all know, everybody here on the show, outside of Miles, is taken. So ladies, <laughs> this is the, the hot man on the show. Y'all see the fresh cut, beard connected. This the man to talk to. I'm also joined by our fourth member, the man that came through trade with cash considerations. My man, mm. CJ's in the building. How are you feeling tonight? Good, man. Good. Blessed to see another week. Blessed to talk another week of sports, man, with the guys. So everything good. Yeah, that's the big money bag. Like everybody on the show, this is the man with the money. So if y'all need a loan or anything like that's that, hit up CJ. Hit up Greg. <laughs> We gonna got start the ball to ceilings. We're going to start off with the trade that happened that is considered one of the bigger trades in NFL history. It's on the same path they mentioned with Joe Montana being traded, uh, even Eli Manning forcing his way into a trade, Brett Favre becoming a Jet, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That was a pretty great season with them. Stafford is traded to the Rams for Jared Goff. Takeaways from this trade, winners, losers. What's your viewpoint on this trade right here? Miles, start it off. So can we pencil the Rams into the Super Bowl next year? I mean, they definitely upgraded from Jared Goff. I, I like to call him Jared Goffle because he's been <laughs> the first quarterback in the NFL by far. I don't know how he got that bag, but his agent needs a, a raise. But this trade is easily one of the better ones for the Rams. I mean, they don't have a first-round pick, haven't had one for 
a decade now, it seems. But let's see how it, how it pans out. Definitely, it's an upgrade from some from golf because Stafford he's he's been elite for years. He's just played in the Motor City. Not much to talk about over there besides Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. And Stafford's one of those guys who you kind of want to see him go somewhere else and win because he deserves it. He's he's fought through injuries. He's put the team on his back the best he could. But, I mean, he's been playing in a division with Aaron Rodgers. There's not much he could really do uh, year in, year out to defeat them. So he gets a, he gets a fresh start. He moves on to a better team with – some Super Bowl aspirations, and it's L.A. I mean, there's yeah. not much else you could say about that. It's L.A., and going there, if you win, it's you're bigger than life. So yeah. I think that Stafford, he's going to prove to everybody that he's a top-five quarterback next year. Golf, on the other hand, he's going to have a fun time in Detroit, <laughs> throwing <laughs> to whoever he's got, because I think Galladay's leaving. They've lost a lot of pieces. They got they got a couple first round picks, and it's just crazy how that's what it took for them to take on golf is a couple first round picks. Because if you're just thinking it's a Stafford for golf trade, then you got those Stevie Wonder glasses because you're not you're not seeing what what's happening before your eyes. It's like he's terrible. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, but that's neither here nor there. Clear winner of the trade is the the Rams. They upgraded. Maybe this will help them beat the Seahawks. Maybe maybe win the division this year and and get to that NFC Championship game and hopefully get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think I think yeah. that's a good point. I I think with the the last point that you just brought up about them winning the division, I think it's certainly possible this year. Obviously, with the Seahawks kind of on a slow decline with everything going on with them, but this was an absolute wild blockbuster trade. Like the Lions get golf, obviously two first round picks though for years 2022, 2023, and then a third round pick for for this year. Um, Stafford isn't a young player, right? He came into the league in 09. He's going on his 11th season, but he has a pretty good resume. You know, over 160 plus games played. He has a 62% completion rate, but, uh, the thing about this trade that stands out is they're going to win now. And you can see that they're trying to win now. And that's the culture that they want to build. Yes. They went to the, the Super Bowl in 2018 lost to the Patriots, but with Stafford, this is the first team that he's going to that has a complete offense, right? You got Cam Akers in the backfield along with Henry Henderson. They're interchangeable. Then you got Robert Woods. You got uh, Higby at tight end. You got Cooper cup and Josh Reynolds and that rookie that they have coming on um, that played pretty well this season, Van Jefferson, like their offense is pretty stacked. And now he has his options of who he wants to throw to. And that's going to be something that he's, people are going to think it's going to be easy for him, but like, like Brady early on this season, he struggled, right. Going to Tampa Bay and having so many offensive weapons around him, you know, he had to figure out how to get his players, his touches and whatnot. And that's something for the first time in his career Stafford's going to have to figure out. He's going to have to come into this new Rams team with all these weapons around him on offense and all these different receivers and try to figure out who do I get the right touches and when, right? It's all going to be who, who's my number one wide receiver, probably going to be Robert Woods. Then you got Josh Reynolds at number two, Cooper Cup still going to be at number three, and then you got Van Jefferson at number four. 
Um, so it, it's going to be an adjustment for him, but there's no reason why three of these receivers, and this is a bold statement, there's no reason why three of these receivers shouldn't go over 1,000 yards this year. Um, I'm picking Cooper Cup. He's already had a 1,000-yard series uh, season two years ago, I believe. Robert Woods and Josh Reynolds both close this year. Um, and then in terms of Goff, on the other hand, yeah, here, here are the cons, right? The Rams risk giving up their their uh, first-round pick this year. So this is going to be – I think, Miles, you talked about it, it's like a decade, right? This is their seventh straight year, I believe, that they haven't had a first-round pick. Goff is better than Stafford in playoff terms, in terms of record, right? Stafford only went 0-3. Um, Goff has been to a Super Bowl. So he has that playoff experience that he's bringing to Detroit, but that means nothing if you don't have – uh, you know, the receivers around you to uh, help you build an offense and, and get back to that, that playoff team that Detroit once was a long, long time ago. So golf has it in firm. I'm sure he's not happy about it, but the best thing that Detroit can do moving forward is to use these first round picks, get golf some weapons, um, you know, hopefully get him a, a strong line and uh, make him the, the pocket passer that he once was back in 2018 when he had what did he have he had over 30 something I think he in 2018 he had 30 something TDs low 30 32 and then this year he only had 20 so last year he had 22 TDs he's on a slow decline he hasn't looked good over the past few years and it's kind of inexcusable due to all the weapons that he had around him especially this year it was it wasn't good to see you know from him and, and his development over the years it hadn't looked like he's progressed even though the team had progressed in terms of giving him weapons and whatnot. Um, guys, he's in for it in Detroit. Hey, Greg, so flipping it on the other side, is this Jared Goff's last opportunity to prove himself in Detroit? No, no, it's not. I, Jared Goff's a kind of – Jared Goff's decline happened for a reason. We, we talk about Jared Goff as if, like, He's some scrub, and I get it. Like, he's not worth the money he got paid. I think that's fair. That's, that's fine. But Jared Goff's the kind of player that's good when everything's perfect around him. Like, with that year with the Rams went to the Super Bowl, the O-line was great. The run game was great. The receivers are great. He played well within the scheme. It fit everything he did well. Sean McVay tailored it to be that. The problem was the next couple of years and why you saw the decline in the numbers was the O-line got worse. And Jared Goff isn't the kind of player that can rise above any kind of adversity by any kind of adversity at all and still be a high-level player. So that's why you saw the decline in the numbers. Jared Goff is a solid quarterback in the NFL. Like, he just is. Like, if you get him in the right situation, if he, go, if he went to the 49ers tomorrow, he, they'd, they'd win 12 games. That's solid. He really is. He's not bad. He just isn't good when things aren't good around him. And I know that's an important part of playing quarterback. Um, it's, it's huge. And that's why, like, certain quarterbacks in the league struggle, like Jimmy Garoppolo. Same deal. Like things weren't the minute things got a little shaky. The minute there were some injuries on the offensive line, he wasn't the same player anymore. So there's that piece of it. So I think Jared Goff will have opportunities. No, I don't think it's gonna work out in Detroit because it's Detroit and things are never perfect in Detroit. So I don't see how things flip turn around for him. But it's a win-win play for both teams. Obviously, the Rams recovered all that. The Rams get one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL, like right now, like the guy that no one really talks about because he plays in Detroit. But on par with the talent-wise, with Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, he's he's that talented. No look passes, crazy arm strength. You got it right there, Matt, Matt Stafford. So yeah, they're they're a Super Bowl level team. We'll see if they get in or not. Football's a weird sport, so I'm not going to pencil anybody in anything. 
but but there are they're they're right there. Um, the Lions, on their hand, get three first round picks and Jim and Jared Goff. So look, whether or not Jared Goff works out doesn't matter. No Lions fan should care about that, and, I, and no Lions fan should be a Lions fan. But that's a whole different discussion. But no Lions fan should care about the fact that they got Jared Goff. What you care about is that you got three first round picks to build for the future with. You still have that top pick in this draft against number seven. You might get Justin Fields because people are stupidly going to let him fall in this draft, and you can let you can let Justin Fields sit behind Jared Goff for a couple of years, right? Like they're in a good situation, and they're going to get weapons. They're, they're really the Jets, but starting with with a better head start. That's what they are because they have bet they have Marvin Jones, they have Kenny Galladay, and Kenny Galladay will walk away. Like we, one, they're going to lose one of those receivers this offseason. I don't disagree with that. They might lose both. And one of them might go to the Giants. That's a whole different discussion. But the reality of it is, is that um, the, reality the, Giants, of, the reality of it is, is that they are in a good position to build. And they really are, like, if you think about it, in that same boat, like just NFC Jets, NFC Jets. And, and, and with, a, with a better head start, with a better head start, because they have a quarterback that they can put there, a great, a really good bridge quarterback. If they can, if their whole line is good, they're going to play well. I promise you. It's just, can you can you put him in a system where he can thrive? And Miles looking doing all this, but all, all he doing all that stuff on the camera. But tell me I'm wrong. When he when they were when they were going well, and that's so he has to be a part of a well-oiled machine. It's, he's a system quarterback. That's what he is. He's not a guy who wins in spite of, of, of the things that are going on around him. He's a guy who wins because of the things that are going on well around him. That's the way to describe Jared Goff. Jimmy Garoppolo right. in the category. Alex Smith too. Same thing. That kind of quarterback. Who's the head so coach, though? Is this, isn't this the coach that said he'll bite knees off? And Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, I'm not predicting that Jared Goff will be good. Like, this is important. This is all being recorded. So this is the we're not going to do this irresponsible thing where you start talking about me and start cutting up clips of me saying crazy stuff. That's not what I said. <laughs> what I said was that if the offensive line is good, which it probably won't be, I literally said, I don't think this is going to go very well for Jared Goff. He won't. He won't reinvent himself in, in Detroit because Detroit is a, it's just a dysfunctional organization from top to bottom. But what's going to end up happening for Jared Goff is he'll get out of there at some point. They'll buy him out of his contract at some point, or they'll trade him. He'll go to a team where he can actually go play. I mean, if he went to the Patriots and things were going well, they'd be just fine. Like he's a guy. If the O line is playing well, he can he can do well. Like he's that kind of player. So he's a guy. He's proved it. Like he's he's solid. In the right scenario, I don't even know how you can. How how are you saying anything other than that? He's solid. In the listen, right listen. I, I, like he, you're right. He's he he's shown that he's solid. 2018 was a phenomenal year. 32 touchdowns, right? But coming coming from that year in, in 2017, where he only threw seven interceptions, right? And then coming to this year, he threw 13 interceptions. That doesn't worry you a little bit. That like he's not getting better and he's only going backwards. Like no, into, for 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 him, J- Jared Goff. Like, and and I want to keep saying this. Look how many weapons he had this year, and like, how are you still th- like throwing thirteen interceptions? When Jared Goff is now about how many weapons you got, it's really not. What it really matters for him is yo. Can my offense? You know him personally. These guys off me. <laughs> you got the inside scoop, bro. You know him personally. Keep your offensive – it's no, it's right in front of us. Keep, keep the offensive line all, all, all away from my feet. I can't run worth a – can't run. Jared Goff can't run. He doesn't move. He's not mobile. He's not an explosive playmaker. That's not Jared Goff. Jared Goff is a system quarterback. Offensive line, three, three seconds. 
One three Mississippi. I'll get the ball out. It'll be it'll be perfect. That's what he. That's all he had clean pockets all year. A record breaking year, and he had a crazy running game with Todd, Todd Gurley when Todd Gurley was healthy before the knee injuries. So give me play action, clean pockets, keep the defense off balance. Let me run the scripted plays. If we get off script, it is a disaster. But the Rams were on script all that year. All that year they were on script. No one got them off script. They were phenomenal that year. It was a well oiled machine. No one got hurt. I started getting hurt. Numbers drop because now he's getting pressure on him. He's starting to throw balls under the rest. Certain quarterbacks can't do that, man. It's, it's a special kind of quarterback. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers and, Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. That's it. That's it. The only two guys in the NFL that can really do that on this level we're talking about, throw the ball under pressure and make crazy throws. Matt Stafford's taking up. Matt Stafford's taking up. That's pretty much it. That's, and Deshaun, excuse me. Deshaun, Deshaun is that dude. No one's better at it in football than Deshaun, actually. Oh, we gonna get to that. We we gonna get to that. But I got I got one. Before we move on, real quick. Before we move on. So for for Jared Goff, right? Your 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 point is saying yes. Detroit, he's not gonna stay there long term. That's not gonna be the the rest of his story. Again, I I agree with you. I don't think he's gonna be there long term either. But he's someone that's already on the decline, right? 2019 wasn't a good year. This year certainly wasn't a good year. He's going to Detroit now where it's not going to be a good year. That's going to be three, four seasons before he goes to another new team. He's going to lose that rhythm of when he was playing in that Super Bowl atmosphere and, and that, that playoff team. You think he's going to be able to just pick it right back up? Let's say, for example, like you just said, if he goes to the 49ers, he's going to be solid, right? He'll, he'll win 12 games. You think after you know four or five years of bad seasons that he's just going to be able to snap it back on like that? Look at, look at Andy Dalton, for example, right? And, and I get it. I know, I know what you're going to say. Jared Goff, you can't compare Jared Goff and Andy Dalton. Listen, you, you can't. Andy Dalton is a, is a great quarterback. He took the Bengals to the playoffs five straight years in a row. Didn't win in the first round. We get that. He couldn't, he couldn't win his first playoff game, whatever. But now he's a backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys and will probably be a free agent this year. You don't think that same thing could happen to Jared Goff? make it to the playoffs a bunch of times, a bunch of times, a bunch of times, right? And then you start bouncing around from team to team. You think he's going to be able to just come back and pick it up like that? I don't think so. I don't – I don't. I first of all, I don't disagree with you. I think that's actually a pretty fair uh, comparison, the Andy Dalton one. And that's a fair point you're making that maybe after a couple of years of getting his brains beat out and then put behind a bad offensive line that he may never be the same quarterback again. But I'm talking about – I'm talking about what Jared Goff is right now. We're talking about right now. This trade – Right now, like today, Jared Goff is a good system quarterback, and you put him here team and you have a good situation. Like, don't put him on the Jets; he'll get killed. Put him on a good offensive line, right? And, and and let him let him just orchestrate the offense. Let him be the point guard. That's it. Just make the easy pass. No home runs. I don't need home runs from Jared Goff. He can throw. He throws a good deep ball. Jared Goff is not as bad. He's not awful. He's not that bad. It's just yo, he is what he is. The Rams knew what they signed up for when they drafted that guy. That guy was overdrafted in the back quarterback class. Him and Carson Wentz. Where's Carson Wentz at? In the basement right now. Think about it, right? So think about it, right? Like, think about it. Like, for real. So they knew what they got when they when they took him. He is a system quarterback. That is it. He is not a guy that can win in spite of bad things happening on your football team. He's not a superstar. He's just a good quarterback. He's he's a forward. He, forwards aren't even that reliable. I don't even know why they had that. But he's just reliable. You know, he's, he's a Honda. He's a Honda. He's a Honda, man. That's it. Like he's something you're gonna get a lot of miles out of him, and then you can move on to the next thing. He's not a Maserati. He's not Deshaun Watson. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Matthew. Ha- Matthew Stafford is a Maserati, but he's gotten some miles on him right now. So 
the story I have for the Rams. Because yo, he is he's got some miles on him, man. He's a he's like a he's like the old porch, man. So you just gotta, you know. I mean speaking of you mentioned oh, okay. go ahead, go ahead. you mentioned the Jets and their terrible offensive line. We're gonna transition to talking about Deshaun Watson, who probably might be going to the Jets. I wanna ask y'all, what's the market? We already know Deshaun Watson is gonna trade it. We talked about where he might go, what we think. If Jared Goff, the Honda Accord, was able to get three top picks, what is the market for Deshaun Watson? For a Jets, for the Dolphins, what would they have to give up, you think, to get Deshaun Watson if we're getting three-round, first-round picks with a Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford trade? I feel like it's just reckless to compare the the two trades because yeah. the reason that they had to give up two first round picks is because who would in their right mind take Jared Goff in a trade at this point after seeing how he's played? So of course they had to add like some filler in there for them to take it. But with Deshaun, I think he'll he'll end up getting traded for at least three first round picks, maybe a second round pick on top of that. But I'm not reaching past that because that's how you you deplete your team. That's first round picks is how you build your team, though. And I see Greg. He Miles, about you're to crazy, bro. That window, huh? Miles, you're crazy. I'm sorry. You, you go for five first round picks, bro. It's five. You and who in their right mind would, is going to do that? They're going to. The Jets are going to do it. They're not going to do it. Watch. What do you mean? What's your what's your, what's your alternative option? What's the, what's the better choice you guys have? He's telling me. We got four first-round picks the next two years. And we you trust the Jets to handle those picks responsibly? Because they yeah, have a great the right guys in picks? Yeah, I do. I trust them right now. I'd rather do that instead of trade three first-round picks and then we're depleted. And we, we could have built around a, a rookie quarterback instead. You guys have mad cap space. Get Sean Watson figure the rest out. What are we talking L- about? Listen, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to go for – like, although he, he may be worth five first-round picks, I don't think the Jets are going to pull the trigger – and, and do that just due to the fact that if they do do that, then he's in the position where he has no weapons to throw to. They can't get anybody else to come play with him. And then he, he's going to be a Sam Darnold with, he's going to be a good quarterback there with no one, no help. And, and he's going to be miserable and it's going to be the same situation. Yo, don't think the Jets might have the most cap space in the league. And there's a lot of good, it's a good wide receiver market. Yeah, but, yeah, but they have so many different needs, bad. not just wide receiver. Oh, we know this. We know the Jets are bad. We understand that. <laughs> no one has to tell me how bad the Jets are. I understand. I am telling you, you sell the crib when you have a chance to get a player like Deshaun Watson. You figure the rest out later. You will always regret it if you don't because you draft. Yo, you had to pick number two, right? So the rumor is that that kid from BYU is going second. That's the rumor. So that's what y'all doing? Him? And you're getting Sam out of there. You're getting more draft capital. Sure, you, you'll go a very young football team. You won't be good next year. You won't be good the year after that. It'll, it'll take a couple of years. It's a slower process. How much longer are you going to wait? Yo, Sean <laughs> Watson, figure it out, bro. The Jets have been rebuilding my whole life outside of that Rose Rex years. Now this, now you're making it sound like this, this is similar to the Carmelo trade. We we jumped, we jumped the gun there with the Knicks and we could have waited. No, no, don't do that because basketball football are two different things. They're two different things because in football, Players of the of Carmelo's of Carmelo's level of Deshaun's level never hit the market. That's the difference. You have to do it in football. You you had in, in basketball. Knicks could have waited until Carmelo hit the free agent market. That was stupid. But the Knicks were stupid, so that's why they did it. But with the Jets, yo, football, yo, you don't do 
don't you don't this doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. Players of Deshaun Watson's level do not hit fantasy, Ron. It doesn't happen. They can franchise tag you so you so you're 90. That's the way this thing goes. So you have to pull the trigger now. There's no it's a golden opportunity. Oh, he wants to play for you guys for some odd reason. Why are we questioning you think, it? You think five first round picks is what he's gonna go for? You're del- yeah, you're delusional. Five, yes. He's not gonna get five, traded for that much. Five first round picks. Question is so Greg, what team do you think is giving up five first round picks? Jets. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Jets. Who else? You know, who else is more thirsty for a quarterback? In the league, in the league, in the Giants. Be. The Giants well, we might see another blockbuster no, no, don't do it. Hey, look, the Giants have a solid defense. Giants, hey, look, if the Giants give a first round, my first round pick, John Watson, I'm on record. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know why? Because they got they got a solid defense in place already. I'm I'm good with my defense. I'm good with that. We can get some wide receivers. You have the cap chase for it. Okay. Look, one way or the Giants gonna be good. Worry about you. Y'all got nothing. The c- cupboard is bare. There is nothing Giants. there. It's funny because the Giants been the worst team in the NFL in the last five years. So I, I don't know where, where all this is coming from, but Yo, check the stat. The, the Giants in yeah. one year. The Giants in one year last year were able to flip that narrative so quick. The, the, the Williams trade worked out. They got some good players on defense, bro. It's not the same. You see, we're not going to be the same board as y'all anymore. They already changed last year. What was the records last year comparing the Giants to the Jets? Please tell me. Right, Miles, I want to hear you say it. It was what was it? One more record? record, but before that, what was happening? You guys it's haven't tough. had a better record than us in five years. Before. The Giants have been able to show that they can successfully rebuild. Next year is going to come to it's going to come to. That's believe you guys are going to give up on Daniel Jones after this next no, year. No, we're not. You see what he's doing? And for all the listeners, he's trying to flip the script onto the Giants. He's funny. He's a funny. I'm not. No, worry. Let's worry about your Jets. This is a big problem because you over here telling me that you shouldn't trade for Deshaun Watson, and I'm I'm yo as a Giants fan. I'm not crazy enough to tell you I wouldn't trade Daniel Jones, who I genuinely think will be a good quarterback in the NFL for a long time, or Deshaun Watson. That's another hot take. A year from now, now you're going to be in the seat saying, I wish we traded Daniel Jones. The Giants are going to be a very good football team. The Giants Giants win 9-10 games next year. 9-10 games next year. Who's he throwing to? Who's he throwing to? We've we've already talked about this. Not Sterling Shepard. Gonna be sometimes they can play. First of all, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I don't know if that's a tactic. That hey, Stone Shepard, you want to come on the show? Please come on the show. Don't listen to that nonsense you just said. You can, get, you can easily go get a, a. You can go get Kyle Pitts. You can get Jalen Waddle. Eleven. There'll be plenty of offensive, offensive players to take in the draft. Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, who I like a lot. Or you can wait in agency. But I think they're gonna go defensive free agency. Get a defense, a quarterback number two. Open up, make open up the playbook on defense. Their defense is gonna be top ten next year because they're gonna add to that defense. It's gonna be better. They're gonna they have, a found, they have a foundation to build on. Wide receiver positions where they're gonna really have some fun because they can go in the draft. Or I can get Kenny Galladay. I can get Allen Robinson if he if I'm lucky enough for him to hit the market. I, I don't think he is. If I'm lucky enough for him. To, they, they, yo, it's all there. There's opportunities there. and watch when it happens. I'm gonna post in the group chat and I'm gonna say nothing. You're not gonna hear nothing from me until we come on the show because the Giants are gonna they're gonna flip around next year. Right the there. thing is the thing is with that. Y'all probably best bet is to get wide receivers through the draft. Because if I'm a wide receiver, you mentioned Galladay, and do I want to come catch balls from Daniel Jones? No, not. Yo, quarterbacks, yo, funniest thing about Daniel Jones. That's quarterback that guy is Yo, dudes, dudes (laughs) in the league, people in the league really respect Daniel Jones more than fans do. I'm telling you, and you know what's not not crazy? See, he's tied in. 
Here's my, thing. Here's, here's my thing too. Here's my thing. We're getting off topic. That's fine. My thing about the Daniel Jones slander is that most people who talk about Daniel Jones don't watch Daniel Jones play, and it blows my. It blows my mind. All How right. do we talk about a player we don't, you don't watch? It makes no sense. I would never do that, bro. I watch Sam Donald play. I watch Sam Donald play a lot. I don't think he's bad. I actually think that you guys yeah. can be fine with Sam Donald. He's not bad. You know what I'm saying? But oh, but Daniel Jones. Business. I, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think uh, Daniel Jones is bad. But I don't. I think you guys winning ten games next year. That's cap. Not cap, bro. Anyone watch the Giants last year? They're not far away, bro. They are wide receivers away from being. Bro, a your division team. is sorry. Yes. No, no, you, you're you're no, talking like y'all are good, like y'all can come up and, and play with, play with the Seahawks or somebody like that. Like, you know what the Giants are? The Giants like are like, you know what the Giants are? The Giants are the, the Dolphins of last year. The Dolphins of last year went on the streak late, late in the year last year, uh, and they were like, oh, this this team were horrible all year for most of the year. It was like, yo, oh, we, this team's actually not bad. They're not as bad as the record says they are. That's what the Giants were this year. That's that's what they were this year, but they were not as bad as the record says they are. This year and then they flip it around. Dolphins flip it around this year. Dolphins didn't win because of quarterback play, Miles. They had a bad quarterback situation. The Giants have a better quarterback situation than the Dolphins do. No cap. Period. No, I think two is no. a little better than him. Who? Two is See, a little this, better this than him. Why? This is why he says stuff like this. This is why, bro. This is why you can't talk about Daniel Jones and not watch him, bro. Don't work both ways. You can't tell me you think two is better than Daniel Jones and then come on the podcast and give me your takes. You can't do that, Miles. You can't do that. No, can he I'm play a second year? That. Yo, post that. Can clear. he play a second post year though? Huh? Can he play a second year before we we completely write him off? Who was awful this year, bro? They benched him multiple times. Yes. Okay. So you're going, you said you think Tua better than him right now, as currently constituted. That's what you just said. That's what that's what came out of your mouth. The blasphemy. That's going to be better than him. Huh? I'm saying he's going to be better than him. How many turnovers does Daniel Jones have? Spill my boy. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, that's fact. That's fact, though. Nah, but hold up, hold up. Let's go back to the Tua thing because you said you said they benched Tua, and they did, but they benched Tua because they had Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's a seasoned veteran. The Giants wouldn't be in their right mind to bench Daniel Jones because they'd have no one to go to. You know no, what I mean? Not so why. That's that not is why. why. They Tua, benched Tua, Tua is in his Tua first year. Tua's not off the field. Yeah, hey, for, for one game. He he, he had what? One game? He got, three, he got benched three times. Yeah, prematurely. Way not. prematurely, bro. He threw he threw one pick bench. Like, come on, who does that? Hold on. I'm going to ask y'all. I'm going to give you And that's because they really thought they had a chance to get to the playoffs and, and make a run for it, which is why they didn't want to take any chances and put Ryan Fitzpatrick in. And understandably, he was balling for much of the season when he started as quarterback. And Ryan and I, I think the switch was too soon, to be honest. I think they should have let him keep balling. Uh, but for Tua... When he came in, that's when you got to stick with it and let him rock out, you know, whether he plays good or bad. You got to let him learn from his mistakes. They benched him so many times from it early. And how do you expect a young quarterback like that, first year in the league, coming off an injury to get into a rhythm? Hold on. Hold the on. Giants would never bench Daniel Jones because who else do they got? Hold on. Hold on. I know it's very popular people hate on Daniel Jones. I'm going to give y'all one I'm more chance. I'm not hating. I'm not I'm hating, a, I, I, I'm going to give y'all one more I'm chance. I'm asking you a question. You're I'm, not answering it. I'm going to give you one more I'm going to answer your question in a second. I'm going to give you one more chance. <laughs> this is some oh, – y'all really got me mad. So, Can hey, we talk about my boy yo, Watson after this? Stop, stop. Wait, wait. No, don't do that. Miles, you, 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 you got to stop. Miles, you got to stop. Bro. Get me tight. Yo, who the Giants have a better quarterback situation than the Dolphins? Right now, as currently constituted, answer the question. I, I, I believe so, but not not because Tua isn't good, but because he's young and he. Uh, but I'm answering your question. 
yes, the Giants have a better, and I never said no to begin with. Let's just get that on. Right. That, Chris, you're the reason I do the answer to the question. It's Miles. Miles said no. It's Miles. Miles wanted to do that out there. Miles said some crazy stuff, bro. However, however, I think I think Tua definitely has the crazy. ability to be way better than Daniel Jones. Point blank, period. Calm down, yo. Y'all really crazy. yo yo. He's coming off. Daniel Jones threw twenty four touchdowns his first year in the league, bro. That was a mistake. How many turnovers? Like thirty. Twelve picks. Then the fumble problem is, is an issue, but he fixed that towards the end of the year. You know, we're not talking about that though. This last six game of the year, we I mean he had two. Yeah, but he played a full season unlike Tua. You can't compare their stats from their first year. Tua didn't no get one, the chance to play a Chris, full season. Thing, no one wanted to compare Tua to, to Daniel Jones until Miles you just did. Miles did that. All right, Miles but I'm saying can of worms. It wasn't me. I would never do let, this. Let, let, let's bring this conversation back to to Watson, right? Greg, so Yo, let's tough. bring conversation back to Watson, right? This man threw for over four thousand yards this year, thirty plus touchdowns seven interceptions we talk about people like Matthew Stafford and how good he was now we're talking about Deshaun Watson and like 33 touchdowns to to seven interceptions like it doesn't get any better than that and on top of that they only won four games hey look Deshaun's that dude we ain't gotta talk about we gotta talk about what's what's, what's understood don't gotta be said what Deshaun, what this market, this is a conversation about the market for Deshaun Watson. This got off, this got off the rails when the, when Daniel Jones came up. <laughs> but it's great content. It's Yo, great content. And, and I have like six clips. Drop that tape, right now, bro. Folks. Drop that tape and tag Miles in it, bro. We're going to have people tagging Miles. <laughs> we need, I need, I need opinions, bro. Okay. But um, Deshaun Watson going for five for front picks. Okay. Off went for three and it wasn't because they were. Another hot five. take. Another hot take, Greg. You can't say it's not. Five first round picks. The, you think I'm the only one who thinks this though? You think I'm the only one who thinks this? That's a lot though, Greg. A five first That's round. That's a lot. Pick. What? That's half a decade right there. What, what, what if what if they what if they did what if they did three first round picks and a few second round picks? No, bro. No, Deshaun is worth five of them things, bro. Players He's like Deshaun for them again. They, they're losing leverage. This, these, losing owners, leverage. Yo, these owners, bro. These owners do. These owners are like they don't let their players go. This doesn't happen. Players of Deshaun Watson's talent level. Think about the amount of times you could say this, bro. You don't get traded. Yo, the Detroit Lions would have rather let gone to the grave than let Barry Sanders and let Calvin Johnson walk. And you're telling me Deshaun Watson, a player who's more valuable than both of them combined, hitting the market? Because quarterbacks are more valuable, period. You about to hit the free market? You can trade for him? And you're not going for five? Five too much? That might be too little. Like, what? <laughs> you crazy? God, yo. Jeez. Yo, y'all giving up five first off picks and miles. It's okay, bro. What are we talking about? How much longer do Jets fans want to be sold in the future? At what point do Jets fans get some pride and dignity? At what point does it change for y'all? And you go, oh, you're, bro, worse than Mel good. you're worse than Mel Kuyper with his, his mock drafts. <laughs> you're worse than him. I'm saying nothing that's not. Yo, how much longer do you wait? But see, DJ, see, yo, Chris, you're good, bro. You got Joe Burrow. You're straight. You I know we straight. straight. We coming. Guess what? Yo, what would you have given up to get a guy like Joe Burrow? All those years you went with a mediocre Andy Dalton, you got your quarterback now. They're gonna be a good team. They're gonna be. A I'm not. I'm not AFC. giving up five first round picks. I'm liar, that right now. liar! 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 <laughs> liar! For, He's for, lying. You're lying. Can I get a word in? Can I get a word in? So you asking me how much would I give up for Joe Burrow, a guy that it comes off in, in a championship at LSU, right? You think? You think? You're saying, are you saying if Joe Burrow was in the league, 
How much would I give? You know, the average player in this league, bro. It don't even matter, bro. You know how long you be, yo, quarterback, quarterback hungry franchises like the Browns and the Bengals, bro. You just see how happy Browns fans are. Yeah, we stopped disrespecting the Bengals. Like I just told you, we went to the playoffs five straight years in a row. Yeah, guys, not no. the past two years, but prior to that. The Bengals. And you, you, Bengals have had some good runs. Marvin Marvin Lewis is a better coach than he gets credit for being, okay, for, for making that all work. That's I give that's facts. I don't disagree with you, bro. But the reality is y'all were always a quarterback away. Ooh, absolutely. Now got, and now you guys got that guy. And you're telling me you wouldn't give up five first-rounders? But if you no, traded five first-rounders for him, what do you have left to use? Like No, bro, that's not how it works. There's mad, there's mad rounds in the NFL. Devontae Adams is a fifth-round pick. You don't have to use first-round picks to get great players. If you have a good general manager who's competent, then you can figure it out. The Giants have gotten good players in these drafts that aren't first round picks. Every team Ooh. does it. Teams do it. What are we talking about? Dalvin Thomas was a second round pick. Well, he's about to walk. No, Dalvin Thomas is a very good player, but it's not the point. We don't use the Giants. Fine, don't use the Giants. But he has, he's a, he's he's clearly allergic to complimenting the Giants. We're we're, we're uncovering. this. We're uncovering <laughs> this. Andrew Jones, that I have an issue because you're too confident in him. No, I think he's no. gonna be the next Josh Allen. He's gonna make no, a leap. Like no, that. I don't disrespect Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones will be better than Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen can't throw against. Yeah, man now, coverage. now you really, Gavin. No, so let's move man, on. Josh Allen let's can't move throw on. coverage. And hey, coverage. listeners, this is why we start off the show from here on out. Every episode, we introduce Greg as one of the attorneys for the Giants. This man does a great job defending them. Um, Giants. I think he man. went. Nets. Yeah, Giants. His teams. Greg probably went to like Yale Law School because he does a great job defending his teams. We're going to talk about this quarterback carousel and everything where quarterbacks might be gone because it's a lot of quarterbacks on the market this offseason coming up. We're going to transition to the flag on the play segment. For y'all that don't know, we brought back the segment except for decline. I read some news statements. The people on the show have a choice to accept, to talk about it, or decline to move it on. First one, Big Baby says Clay Thompson stays hurt because of karma after his Rodney Magruder comments. Accept or decline? Yeah, that's a stupid thing to say. That was a former, former pro athlete, and you're, you're talking, you're like, you're making little of it, you're making light of injuries because he says something about it, about. Rodney McGruder, really? Like that's 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 wild, bro. Like, come on, that's that's not okay. That, that I heard that. That's out of that's out of pocket. There's no place for that. What's wrong with Glenn? Glenn always saying some, something stupid. Glenn probably think the Chick Fil A sandwich better than the Popeye chicken sandwich. He's that kind of guy. He strikes me as that kind of guy. <laughs> Next one, Lil Baby says that him and Drake have a lot of songs together. They've actually recorded these songs. In James Harden's studio, accept mm. or decline. Oh. You know that's the truth. You that's you already know that's the truth. Oh. You you seen the relationship Baby and uh and uh Harden have together? Harden, why do you think Harden go to LA uh Atlanta so much? The strippers. The strippers. That that because you know who Baby be around. Yeah. You saw what he just got caught up in too with with his little uh old flunky. He, so, so, so you know. First of all, why would baby lie about that, too? And second of all, all three of them, you you know, they be getting into some stuff on the low, especially come studio hours. Everything Drake say in his songs, you know, he's speaking the truth. He got no reason to lie, nor does little baby. 
Well, the fun thing is that Drake ain't dropped in a mile, in a minute, and you that means you got to get a flurry of Drake songs. You gotta get the album. You gotta get hell singles. So I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. About yeah, that. not not no lover stuff. That album's gonna be hard. That's the craziest thing. <laughs> It'll be the best part. October's very own last one of yeah. <laughs> the flag on the play segment. Brandon Marshall says he'll knock out Deontay Wilder, accept <laughs> or decline. Oh he said on his podcast. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. He can learn from Nate. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope he does take the fight, honestly. It'd be fun to watch. Hey, there's no big. <laughs> yeah, I hope he takes the fight, bro. Yo, oh, what, I hope they do it. what's Deontay Wilder's famous line? To this day. This day? Day. To this day. <laughs> you, you, you really think that Deontay Wilder, first of all, is going to tolerate that nonsense, entertain that nonsense. Brandon Marshall, man, he got punked in the league by cornerbacks. He not coming up and in, in, in fighting Deontay Wilder and, and would never knock Deontay Wilder out. It would be funny to see him cry. Uh, please. He'd be please like a Nate it. Robinson. I pay. I, I might pay for it. I wouldn't pay for it. Nah. You wouldn't pay for it, but you watch it. I'd watch it. I'd watch it, yeah. I'd watch it. Hey, if they're going to do that, we'll all chip in five dollars 25 piece. Yeah, we, that's 25. how it would be. But you saw... <laughs> I mean, some of his teammates and people on his show has told him, "Don't, don't do that." That is it's a not, bad idea. That's a bad business decision. But yeah, I don't think I'm hard. on the same. <laughs> I'm on the same page as, as Chris. I don't even think Deontay Wilder is going to pay this any mind. I'm not. I'm not about to hop in the ring for this. So I don't even think it comes to fruition. Back to the show. Quarterback carousel. We got RG three is going to be coming up as free agent. Trubisky. Dak Prescott, possibly, Blake Bortles, Fitzpatrick, Joe Flacco, Cam Newton, Jameis, Terod Taylor, Andy Dalton, just to name a few. And then we got teams that are in need of quarterback, Jacksonville. They might be getting in the draft, obviously, but Jacksonville, Jets, Cowboys, Steelers. We don't know about Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. You know, the, the AARP might kick in. You got the <laughs> Giants. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, Antonio. That's irresponsible. That's irresponsible because the Giants have already backed Daniel Jones. Even if you don't like Daniel, even if you don't like Daniel Jones, fine. But Daniel Jones is a, is a Giants quarterback. We don't need a quarterback. Washington, Washington football team, Chicago Bears, the Broncos, 49ers, and the Pats. The Giants. With all these teams that have needs for quarterbacks and the quarterbacks that are coming up, where do you think some of these quarterbacks might end up. What teams are more desperate to get into this quarterback conversation? What's y'all takeaways? Because it's going to be pretty busy this uh, offseason for the quarterbacks. Let, let's first talk about some of these quarterbacks that you shouldn't have even mentioned because their careers are kind of done, right? RG3, it's time for him to hang it up. He needs to go back to get a gig, doing being an analyst or something like that. I mean, like, it's one thing to bounce around from team to team and be a third-string backup, but, like, now when you're a free agent, like, no team's going to take you. See, he might get a Josh McCown deal where he's making that $12,000 a week on a practice squad, and who wouldn't love that? $12,000 a week just, just practicing. But, uh, yeah, I, th I think he's going to hang it up. So he's not even a serious consideration. Joe Flacco, I think he's in the same boat. His time has come to an end. Once they drafted uh, Lamar Jackson, I haven't heard of Joe Flacco's name in a minute. You know, I completely thought he was in the league. Ben Roethlisberger, if he decides to come back, uh, you know he'll 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 be good for for the Steelers. But um, 
some some of these young quarterbacks like like Deshaun Watson, it's it's gonna be crazy to see he's gonna be the first quarterback to go, right? You know, I think the the Falcons are looking at him, uh, from what I'm hearing. Uh I don't know how they're gonna get him, especially still with, with Matt Ryan. Uh it's gonna buy first home pick and play that right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna hear Greg's degree from Captain University in a second. But uh uh one one thing that uh Deshaun Watson could go to. I would love to see him go to the Raiders, right? Derek Carr. I don't I don't think Derek Carr is ultimately that good of a quarterback. I consider him kind of to uh a Jared Goff, right? Nah, that's too much credit. I consider him kind of like a uh kind of like an Andy Dalton, right? He can he can get you some wins, but he can't take you to that next level. Um I, I think Deshaun Watson would, would thrive with uh the Raiders, but these other guys like Cam Newton, you know, Teddy Bridgewater might be out of his seat too. Uh, he's already bounced around the league a few times. So uh, these next teams that it, – it's too many quarterbacks, right, To and too many different teams that need quarterbacks to say where these teams are going to go, uh, where these players are going to go. But at the same time, when these players do go to an, a new team, and some of these players, it's going to be their last chance to, like, really show what they have because they've already bounced around the league a few times. Miles, y'all in the conversation for a quarterback. Do you think y'all going to draft, y'all going free agency, or are y'all believing in the great hope of Sam Darnold? Uh, I think it's either the trade or the draft, honestly. I think Sam's days are done. Not because I don't believe he could be good, but because that rookie contract's almost up and it's about time for him to get paid and I mean, what he's put out on tape doesn't really give me any confidence to pay him all that money. So he's kind of got to go somewhere else. It just needs to be a, a breakup at this point. But 1A is Deshaun, hoping that we could work out a trade with Houston. Not for no five, five first-round picks, like someone on this podcast believes, but a little lower than that. If they're asking for five first-round picks, then no, it's not happening. Then we just draft, keep the first-round picks, build around that guy. Free agent money is abundant in New York right now. So I like either way. So um, none, of the, none of the free agent quarterbacks interest you for your organization? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys named Dak. Dak. Dak's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's Dak's not going anywhere. tagged again. That could have a big market too, um, but he's not going anywhere. But you know that you you said he's not trading. You wouldn't trade five first round picks for Deshaun. I think that's crazy. I really do. I think it's I think it's wild. But um, no, nah, I mean there's no name on there that's really worth off. I mean Cam is gonna, Cam's going to be a backup next year. It's unfortunate. Cam's not going to start somewhere next year. Yeah, Pats are going to probably get a quarterback in this draft, and they're going to make it an open a competition. Cam can beat a guy in open competition. I you know, but. The Pats are the only team in the league that has a that has a bad quarterback situation. I I, I hate talking about Cam. Like Redskins this. could use him. Yeah, Cam Cam's situation. Go ahead. It's it's Cam's situation. It's Cam's yeah. situation that made him that, that where he's not where he's not that where he hasn't been that good. I think the Redskins could easily end up get, end up with Cam. Easily, I think that's a good point, Miles. Like that that makes sense. So I hope it happens. Speaking of the Pats, I just want to run this quote by y'all. Uh, see what y'all think about this, especially as we talk about the Pats and the free agency. By the way, I think Cam should run it back with them and they get him some weapons because of a quote like this. Might be some truth to this, might not be. Rex Ryan came out and said, no one wanted to go to New England to be coached by Bill Belichick. They wanted to play with Tom Brady. 
being that this is the case and being that New England is known for not giving anybody the big, big bag, do you, what's your takes on these comments uh, by Rex Ryan? And do you agree with my sentiment that, hey, Cam should just run it back with New England? I mean, Rex always been a clown, right? He always been be, be talking in the media after when, when he get his little, you know, few minutes of fame on, on get up in the morning or whatever talk show he, he on that day. But, uh, for for him to to essentially make a dig at Bill Belichick, he's basically calling Bill Belichick like, "Hey, people don't want to come and play for you because you you had the best quarterback in the league," which they did. They had the Tom Brady, the best quarterback in the league, but Bill Belichick is also one hell of a coach, right? And he always puts together a great coaching staff around him. In terms of Cam Newton running it back, I, would I like to see him run it back? Only if they're going to give him some weapons. You can't have him play with. Jacoby Myers again as one of his number one wide receivers. Bird, um, the other boy's name with, with the long blonde hair. Like, if, if you want him to come back and play for your franchise, people are forgetting Cam Newton used to be elite. Cam Newton took the Panthers to the Super Bowl. Cam Newton was injured last year, and I kind of wish if he if he did come back to or or when he came back after that injury that he came back to a squad that at least thought of him as an elite player and already had weapons in place for him or in the offseason plan to get him some some weapons around him. So it's unfortunate because we last saw the best version of Cam Newton in, in 2018 uh, when, when he was coming off a, a playoff year and then he got hurt and then we saw him struggle this year with, uh, what did they go, five, five and whatever. Um, so, I mean, Cam Newton's kind of is it's the same situation, right? He the next team he goes to, it's it's kind of like win now or like or bust, and and it sucks to say because he was once a good quarterback and maybe it wasn't his fault on why, and it, it, we know it wasn't his fault on why when he went to the Patriots, you know their struggles and whatnot. The quarterbacks can't do it by themselves; they have no one to throw it to. Uh, we saw that with Stafford, great quarterback, no one to throw it to. But like for Cam, he can't go to another bad team. Like he's already getting up there in age. He's not as powerful as a runner as he once was. Um, you saw a few times this year when he was with the Patriots at the goal line, you know, he slid down instead of just the old cam would have bulldozed that thing right in. But, but now it's like he's taking care of his body. He knows his time in the league is limited. Uh, he still has that zip on the ball and is accurate downfield. Uh, but the next team that he goes to, he needs to, to think hard about before signing with that team because his, his career is on the line at this point if he doesn't want to turn into a Jameis Winston situation. Jameis going to start for the Saints. What happened? Jameis going to start for the Saints. That's the funny thing about it. For how long, though? For how long? I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. I, I, you can start for the Saints all you want. Anyway, so I think Sean Payton's going to end up getting the best out of him. Sean Payton will get the best out of him. I hope so. But, hey, I'm rooting. Sean Payton made Taysom Hill look good. He'll make Jameis look good. Jameis, look, he can play, man. What's this narrative about him? Like, he threw, some, he threw a lot of picks. He, he played like a fool, but he would But when he wasn't playing like a fool, it was weird. He would either be brilliant, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, or he was horrible. It was it was no in between. I think if you can make Taysom Hill look like a, a competent NFL quarterback, you can make James Wilson look. He's more talented. We're we going to see after this year. Huh? I said, we're going to have to see after this year. Oh, they have no other choice. Yeah. No other choice. Transitioning into a little basketball, um, you know, as we already have mentioned, we have the next aficionado on the show with us. <laughs> Shump is back in the league. Shout out to me, Iman Shumpert. Yo, if you want to hop on the show, if you want to give us some bars, 
You are more than welcome to hop on the bench mob. Tiana Taylor, too. Bring her on. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, well, there goes that guest. There goes that guest. <laughs> <laughs> That's over hey, hey, so is this enough for Brooklyn? As we saw, they gave up another 150 points. Is this enough to make an impact for them defensively? No. We I, know, we already know for the listeners, Greg has already said the Nets <laughs> don't have to be good on defense. They just have to be decent. They have the average, league average, 15. They're the worst, they're the worst I've ever seen right now. That's fair. I think anyone who's trashing their defense can trash it all they want. And when I said Iman Trumper coming to the Nets was a good thing, I didn't mean he was going to solve all their problems. I mean, he's going to come and help them on the perimeter with the perimeter defense. Like, they still have moves to make. The Nets aren't done making moves. Like, this, this, is, this, this puzzle's not finished. Like, it's not done. The Nets will have an average defense by the time this is all said and done. They'll go to the finals. And the Lakers are winning. The Lakers are going to win in six. I've been very consistent about what's going to happen. They're not winning in five. Tony, you're crazy. They're not winning in five. They're not winning in five. You're, just, you're kind of disrespectful. <laughs> they're not winning in five. But they're a very good basketball team. And and the Lakers could win. The Lakers are going to win in six. That's what I think. But regardless of that, I just think the Nets are going to piece it together and get a good defense. They have Nick Claxton coming back, who I'm very excited about. Yo, if you're a Nets fan, I'm not stressed. And the fact that people don't, yo, they, yo, Nets, I think the Nets fans listeners know who Nick Claxton is. The average fan does not know who Nick Claxton is. And I'm telling you, he is wildly talented. Miles, you gave him some credit, actually, funny enough. Miles wants to give anything I root for, any credit. But he gave him some credit. That kid is very good. He's going to come back. He's going to give him some good minutes. He may end up starting over, over to DeAndre. I don't think DeAndre's been as bad last couple of games either. But he hasn't played a top five center. So I think with a grain of salt. The reality is the Nets are gonna they're they're gonna piece together an average defense. Oh, that's all I'm looking for. Not saying they're gonna need a world beater on, on that's all they need to do. The most they're the most gifted offensive team, the second most gifted offensive team I've ever seen in my life. Ever. And when it comes defensive team I've ever seen in my life. Probably. When it comes it, to the Nets for the rest of the season, Greg is saying that if they're a mid-level team, 15th rank, with Steve Nash, with no experience and never played D while he was actually a player, and Mike D'Antoni on the coaching staff who is not really a fan of defense, do you have any faith that the Nets will be able to get to a decent defensive team where you have two people on the coaching staff that kind of don't believe in defense? Like, they treat defense as COVID. I think I think at some point they're they're gonna have to start having faith in in defense, right? Like if if you let another team score 150 points on you, like and if they start if that starts happening consistently, at some point you're gonna have to realize that like, hey, we we need some defensive help. And uh, although the Shumpert signing was was nice to see and, and a good addition, it's not gonna solve their problems defensively. Like Greg Greg said, he's gonna help on the perimeter. He he can come in, he can shoot the three ball. He he. The one thing about Shumpert that I like for, for this signing is that Kyrie, Harden, and Kevin Durant, you can put Shumpert in and have all of them on the floor together, right? And he's going to be that guy that no one really looks at, um, especially with those – all their focus is going to be on KD, and it's going to be on Harden, it's going to be on Kyrie. He can, you know, be in the corner, you know, throw it back out to him. He'll knock down the three or whatever. Or if you want to play it the other way, he can come in for Kyrie down the stretch 
um, you know, towards the end of the season, take some minutes off of him, take the load off some of these guys. Um, and that way, you know, when, when they do make that playoff run, you know, hopefully Kyrie's rested, you know, hard and dressed a little bit because you can use him interchangeably uh, for some of those players. Definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think for me, I think they need bigs. I think Shump was a good at a good addition, but I think a big is what they're going to need. The thing is, again, with Mike D'Antoni and Steve Nash, I think they're going to try to use KD a lot to be that pseudo five, have him playing the five, and it's just not going to work. And yeah. Bede is going to have, just like a couple years ago, we saw Embiid before the game eating a cheeseburger, he'll be doing the same thing if you're going to put KD at the pseudo five in a seven-game series against the Sixers. That's the biggest they, threat in this, honestly. They're not, yo. They're not going to be out there at the five at, at the five for majority of the game. They'll run them out there in little pockets of the game, exploit how slow draw is as, as a defender on the perimeter. That's what they'll do, right? But they're not going to do it the whole game. By then, they will have gotten one of two complete players. Mark my words. Phil McGee or Andre Drummond. One of those two guys are going to be in net. The, the Andre Drummond's contract is so bad they can't trade him. They're going to have to buy him out. And when he hits the open market, guess where he's going? He's going to Brooklyn. So, listen, like, they'll have one of those two guys. And then they'll have Claxton, and they'll have Jordan. They'll be deep. And, listen, they're going to be an average defense. They're not going to be a great one. They'll be an average defense. But guess who they're going to beat? If your favorite team's in the East, they're beating your favorite team. I'm sorry. So is it in, this is in real life or 2K? This is no, this is real life, and you're gonna be sick. You're gonna be sick because the Knicks, because you root for RJ Barrow, I'm rooting for Kyrie Irving and James Harden. I don't blame you. Guy who can't guard a stick, right? It's the same guy who said I can't, I couldn't guard a stick. Yo, Kyrie don't gotta guard a stick. Listen, if you got Andre Drummond behind you and you can play good help defense, all you gotta do is be part of a team defense. Guess who else can't guard a stick in the NBA? Damian Lillard, Steph Curry. We don't hear you all talking about how bad their defense are, do we? Steph Curry can't guard anyone. Can't guard anyone. Okay. Yeah, but it make, it's made worse when you have another guy right next to him who doesn't play any defense in Harden, or DeAndre Jordan who doesn't they play are, any defense. Listen, they have they have going to have they have now they officially have two good primary players on the team. They have Schumbert, they have Bruce Brown, both good, very good defense. They're going to get. I told you, Jerome McGee or Andre Drummond, one of the two. Yeah, but realistically, how many minutes do you expect Schumbert to get? Because yeah, he's a, a I good addition. He, he's not. He's not going to get enough minutes to where he can improve the defense. You know, he'll he'll come and give guys a, a good blow, but he's he's not going to be able to. You know, his signing is not going to change the defense. Unfortunately, it's not going to change the defense. But you can play him in pockets. He can help you out defensively. He'll figure. He doesn't play a lot of minutes. Give me give him twelve. The twelve minutes of jumper to defensive intensity on the court is huge. It really is. And I can play you with James, and I can, I can have James on the court, have Bruce Brown and him on the other side because James is just that good. I don't got to worry about where the offense is coming from. I know where it's coming from. Things don't create bad for everybody else. And that's, yo, calm, like, everybody has to calm down. Last night, he, he loves the team. just said Andre Drummond, though. It's <laughs> not even a realistic thing. That's a real, no, that's a real that's a real rumor from NBA reporters out there on the market. What are we talking about? That's a, yo, let's, I want me to send you the article? I read an article. Please do. Please do. What are we talking I think I even put it in the group chat. Bro. I don't think so. Nah, I definitely did. It was an old group chat, though. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> it was an old group chat, though. But the, no, the reality, I'm telling you, they're going to get Drummond or DeVille. You're going to be straight. Like, you're going to the finals. Listen, yo, <laughs> Miles, I get it. 
I get it. No, no, no. I just want to hold up. So Zell oh. McGee is the difference between not making the finals and the finals. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I am saying that. The difference is that minute school for the Nets because they're just that good. Like they don't need that much to put them over the hump. I, yo, do you just need someone to, to, to annoy? Just annoy Joel Embiid. I don't care. He can get 30. Just annoy him. Make it a hard 30. Okay? is not capable of doing that. But Drummond is. But JaVale is. I just need, JaVale, I just need JaVale's five fouls. Get the body. Just go out there and be annoying. That's it. And then guess what? The Nets are going to the finals. Period. Isn't that no crazy? Isn't that no hot take? Isn't that no crazy thing I'm saying? You know, that's the most talented team you've ever seen, Miles. That's the most talented team to ever be. You're playing on rookie right now. Okay. It's all good. I don't, I don't see it, but. No, nah, you don't want to see it. And I get it. I get it. It's okay. You closing your eyes. You don't want to see it. You don't tape your eyelids shut because it's painful. No, if I was rooting for, if this was the other way around, and you were an S fan, I was in my hope lied in the hands of R.J. Barrett, I don't know what I'd do. I probably, I, yo, for real. Like, I get it, yo. I get it. When you get to root for James Harden on one side, Kyrie, KD, you got to root for RJ Barrett. I love Quickie. Oh, by the way, yo, there's going to be a clip. Who's better, RJ Barrett or Emmanuel Quickly? Let's find out different fans. Because he, Miles here seems to think that RJ Barrett is better than him. And I just don't know how. I don't know how. The numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie right now. You you've seen a couple games and you're like oh he's I was gonna say have we seen enough of quickly yet Yeah that's what I'm saying bro, bro, gonna be good. I've seen enough RJ I've seen enough of them two playing side by side to know Emmanuel quickly better bro Okay and the funny thing is RJ's younger than him too so that's fine that's fine but quickly a better belt better player he came in the league ready he's ready bro he's re- he's ready for all that you know he reminds me of like a he's like CJ McCollum like he, I really he's see doing this with Fisdale last year. Who? No. Who? Who? Who are we talking about? We're talking about quickly. He wouldn't have been doing this last year with Hornacek or Fisdale at the coach. Why not, though? Why not? What do you mean, why not? We had a terrible coach. We were 3-19 and 19 through this, this span. But, but was the reason why RJ wasn't that good because of your coach? Is that what you're trying to tell me? It's night and day. What? Randall was awful last year. Bruh. Look, look, what's, what, look what is he yeah. doing right now? Fisdale did not take away from anyone's offensive game last year, bro. What are we talking about? RJ, yo, RJ is, yo, I don't, I don't think you understand, bro. I'm going to say it. I think RJ might be one of the worst top three picks I've ever seen in my life. No cap. Hot take right there. We're going to transition to the last yeah, segment. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Hot take. laughs> last segment, capital facts. Y'all know how it go. So I'll read some statements. Y'all going to decide if it's cap or facts. Cap or facts, first statement. Odell Beckham Jr., J.J. Watt, Carson Wentz will all be traded this offseason. Cap. Cap. Mm-hmm. JJ Watt's gonna get traded. What you say, Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz won't get traded because no one wants him. He sucks. And Odell is gonna stay on Brown, the Browns with the Browns for one more year. Give it another run. No, they're gonna trade him. Eventually, I agree. Eventually, I, mean, I don't know about this. I don't think. What we talking about this offseason? Yeah. I, nah, I don't. I don't think they'll trade him this offseason. Just, just due to the fact that like he didn't cause enough drama to this year to to be traded. T. Uh, you said JJ Watt or TJ Watt? JJ Watt. Yeah, JJ Watt wants out for sure. He's gonna get uh, he he he's gonna get traded, and then Carson Wentz. I think he's staying put now that uh their coach is out. He, he has no he choice. Yeah, he, he has he's no, staying put. 
You're going to have to battle for that, that, that more spot. Yeah. Next statement. UNC, Duke, Kentucky, all finish unranked. Cap or facts? Facts. 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 Weird year. That was a quick fact, too. <laughs> it's a weird year. It's not. You know what's going against them? In unison, facts. That sounded like a choir right there. <laughs> Yo, it's a weird year. It's not. You don't hold that against those three teams. It's COVID. You guys aren't getting to practice. These are kids. It's a tough year. Cap of facts. Washington Wizards will turn around their season to yeah. get not to be an AC, but to be a part of the play-in at the end of the season. Cap, Cap. of facts. Cap. You just yeah. saw Brad, did y'all see Brad Beal last night? Hey, all right. Do me a favor. When you play this clip, run, run, run tape of Brad Beal sitting, <laughs> sitting on the, what do you mean? He was on the scores table and they were, they got a timeout. He's sitting as far away from his team as possible. He's like with his arms crossed thing in the game. Bro, that's over, bro. It's done. Put up. It's, you know what else I didn't realize either, though? Why was it that when they were going to get rid of James Hard, James Hard, John Wall, they didn't want to get rid of Brad Beal? It made no sense. It made no sense. You already gave away a half of the equation there for your star power. Why not get rid of Brad Bill and get assets in return and restart and just blow it all up? You, you know what I mean? They're better served trading Brad Bill. Keeping him does them no good. There's no star player walking to the door for the Wizards anytime soon. So why? No one wants to go there. Even though no one wants to go there and play with Brad by himself. Why not just trade him? Why are we even hanging on to this guy? If you're yeah. this man? It makes no sense. In the NBA, restarting, especially in this draft class, with the players they can get, Dylan Green, Oscar Christopher, Dylan Suggs, Aid Cunningham. Like, man, listen, like, yo, your losses. You'd be better off. Cap. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying Cap, too. Uh, the Wizards are struggling, but, like, they tanking. They're they going down, and they're going down quick. Even with the win last night, like, Russ came out 41 points. Like, it was exceptional. Cool. But, like, where has he been the rest of the season? Like, he's only averaging 18 points. Still averaging above 30. Like, we, it's Russell Westbrook, right? He has a – like, that's a brand, right? We expect more from, from Russell Westbrook. We expected more when, when the trade happened. If this was – let's say take Harden out of the equation for the Nets, right? If this was KD and Kyrie, Greg, would we be giving them a pass? If, like, they started off this bad? I know. So, like, it, it, it's it, it's not going to get turned around. Beal's going to be out. Like, the, he's averaging uh, or leading the team in, what, points, steals, assists, the whole nine. Like, he, he he's playing for his way out right now, and it shows. Uh, be, obviously, he doesn't want to be there. But, yeah, you saw the – everybody saw that clip last night of him sitting on the bench and like this. It's like in frustration. Like, he, he's not going to be there to the end of the season. That's basically what the Wizards season is right now. Unfortunately, I feel bad for Russ. I think he hasn't been healthy. That's a lot to come back from 4-12, and 12, even in the terrible Eastern Conference. Last cap or facts, and we'll end the show after this one. <clears throat> Luka Doncic was crowned way too early as being one of the next greats with the Mavericks at 8-12. and 12. Cap or facts? Cap. Cap. Definitely cap. Yeah, cap. He's, 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 and Miles, you, Miles, you want to go? 
Well, they lost the trade in the KP KP trade because he's uh, he's never healthy. When he's out there, he's just a spot up shooter at this point. He doesn't play in in the post. It's like it's never gonna work in Dallas. They paid him all this money. It's not gonna work. Eventually, they're gonna have to try to move him because he's not a good fit with Luca. He's just he's not a good second star to have on that team, and it shows. Like, they haven't been good all season. They're losing to teams that they shouldn't lose to. I thought that they'd be, like, a sleeper top five team this year if KP would stay healthy. But I feel like I say that every year if KP stays healthy. So I, I don't think that Luca's being crowned too early. He's – look what he put up last year as, like, a 20-year-old. Clearly, he's really good. Uh, yeah, like – Luke affects the game in so many different ways. The reason why the Dallas Mavericks don't win games is because they don't play any defense at all. And unlike the Nets, they just aren't otherworldly talented. So they can't afford to play no play no defense, right? That's, that's the way it boils down to. They're losing right now, as you speak. I think CP3 has like 34 <laughs> points. He's, he's scored – he's missed three shots the whole game. So, no, like they, they don't play any defense at all. There's no motivation to play defense. Rick Carlisle, the, the concerning thing about the Mavericks is Rick Carlisle can't seem to get through to his players. That's the problem. They don't play defense in spite of it. No matter what he says, they're not playing defense. It doesn't seem to be working. So that's the real concern if you're a um, if you're a, a Maverick fan. But you, one thing you know for sure the one, is that you want to build around Luka Doncic. Right now, in this dark time, the one thing that gets you through if you're, if you're a Mavericks fan is, hey, I have Luka Doncic. Like, we're going to be okay. Figure it out. So giving Chris out the bag was a, was a uh, mistake. It was definitely a mistake, but it didn't look like one early on, so I can't even blame them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he had an injury history, but he, when he's out there, he just looks like he's not even – he's not even the same guy. Like, that's the thing. So, it's it, the injuries have gotten to his head. And I know that Miles is <laughs> – Knicks fans got to hold on to the one win they've gotten in the last decade. So, I get it. This is – you guys won that trade, period. So, uh, I, I, would, I would definitely say that's that's, that's fair. Um, that's definitely fair. Like, look, Luke is a great player. He just is. He's a great player. He's better than most guys under 25 in the NBA right now. You wouldn't take most guys over him that are under 25 years old. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of players that you wouldn't take that's been in the league for a minute over him. You, it's a lot of people you wouldn't take that's coming to the draft over Luka Doncic. We definitely want to have to talk about on the next episode about some of these coaches, how they keep getting these long leashes. You talk about Rick Carlisle, you talk about Luke Walton, which we all know. Luke Walton only has a job because of his father. But that's a whole whole nother thing. He's the son of Bill Walton. He did, he coached a couple of good games for the Warriors, which I mean, I think Greg could have went and coached the Warriors to a 14 and 0 winning streak. 100%. I don't With know. A, a healthy table full of all-stars, just sit down and shut up. Let him go play. <laughs> Let Draymond That's it. And just tell Draymond, chill out. That's all he had to do. But <laughs> yeah. anyways, that's the end of the show. Y'all know the vibes. Bench model, you stay ready. You don't have to get ready. Bench mob, we out. Peace. Peace.